Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Saturday Night Sega episode number 251! Yeah, I'm trying something a little bit different here by talking to you um, immediately after the credits. Opening credits rather than uh, playing some music first. And the truth is because I actually... This show is going to be a bit random in its execution because um, I actually don't know what I want to do with it. <laughs> I I don't know um I don't know what to talk about because I don't think there's any any sort of Sega news of the past week. Uh I don't really know what music I want to play. I don't really know much of anything other than it's ten o'clock, it's Saturday night, and that means we need to do Saturday night Sega. So fantastic. It's almost as if we got to that two fifty milestone last week, which you probably won't know about because I haven't uploaded the podcast yet. Although by the time you're listening to this on download, then it will already have been up, because if episode 251 comes up before episode 250, then um, something's gone a, a wee bit wrong in the whole podcasting life. Um, so yeah, I, I haven't I haven't got the foggiest, I'll be honest. Don't know what we're going to do, don't know what we're going to talk about. I think we're just going to have two hours of whatever comes to mind. Um, and we'll see where we go from there. Apparently, it's Spyro the Dragon's 18th anniversary today, which is kind of surprising. I thought it was the same age as Crash Bandicoot. I thought they came out around about the same time. But yeah, Crash Bandicoot's 20, and um, Spyro is 18. So, eh, eh. Um, well, hi, if you're tuned in, we'll play some music in a little bit just to sort of help out, I guess. You know, this is Saturday Night Sega. You are listening to the greatest um, radio station on a Saturday evening in the history of forever. Apparently, it was Crash's 20th birthday yesterday. 
I thought it was last week. I don't know. Yesterday, apparently. I was reading a, uh, this month's Retro Gamer, which I did actually manage to find. I had to go into a Forbidden Planet in central London to find it. Kind of funny, because in last month's issue, it said that they were going to do a um, cover piece on Metroid, and instead, the cover article is on Streets of Rage 2. Not that I'm complaining, because, you know, I always like reading more about Sega than Nintendo, but it's kind of a bit, a bit weird. Anyway, there's also an article in there about Crash Bandicoot, so I'll be giving that a thumb through, I guess. Completely relevant because Crash Bandicoot has never been on a Sega console. Um, which is a shame, actually, because Crash Bandicoot is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, completely relevant conversation for Radio Sega. Um, for Sega radio show on a Saturday evening. Um, also, completely relevant is what I did with my day today. I actually went out to a Final Fantasy meetup that one of my good friends. I'm yawning. That's not a good sign at 5 past 10. Oh dear. Might need to go find myself a drink during a music break. Um, yeah, one of my good friends uh, who runs Final Fantasy Union um, collaborated with Final Fantasy UK fans and they had a nice little meetup in uh, central London um, where they were sort of doing like a little pub quiz uh, based on Final Fantasy trivia and they had a Q&A with three of the actors from Kingsglaive Final Fantasy 15 you know the the film um, not any massive actors so don't think oh my god you met like Sean Bean and, and Aaron Paul and Lena Headey no that would have been cool but no I think it was like the motion capture artists and some of the other guys who do like background characters so you know they're all British so the ones that you could obviously get hold of in the UK. Um, and then they also announced that they had Final Fantasy XV exclusively playable, um, which I skipped over in favour of World of Final Fantasy, which is the one that I haven't played yet, because it's the only one that hasn't had two demos released yet, and it's gorgeous, and it's beautiful, and it's so cute. And I I may have down, um, pre-ordered it. Uh, and then I went up and met the voice actors uh, in question. I had a photo taken with them, which I should get at some point, because it was a professional photo. Uh, and then they signed a poster for me, which, um, whilst uh, tried to roll up with one of Mina's headbands and keep safe, uh, turned out getting a bit flattened. So that's currently in this month's issue of Retro Gamer. Um, we're trying to crush it to, to get some of the creases out. And hopefully we don't crush it too much that it starts taking the Sharpie off. So I might have to go check that as well. Um... So, yeah... Not really, not really sure what we're going to talk about. We've we've basically I've spent seven minutes or so talking about stuff that has got nothing to do with Sega. Um, T. Lopez released the stage select music for Sonic Mania this past week. That's probably the only Sonic uh, Sega bit of news that we've got. I don't have it. Um, so you know, if you want to request it, that's fine. But I don't have it. And my internet being as it is recently, um, I don't think I'm going to be able to get it either. So, you know. Unless someone else has got it to hand, that's that's not really going to happen. Uh, and I've not even heard it. A lot of people are going, oh my god, this is so good. But um, I've not heard it. Not heard it. If you do want to listen to your favourite Sega tracks, um, then send me a message. Please do, because then I might just be able to do you a favour and play it and you'll be so happy because you'll be like wow and I'll be like yeah I've got it you're welcome and you'll be like you're so good Gav and I'll be like I know I know 
the hilarity thing here is I do have the um, Saturday Night Sega listeners up at present. Um, the hilarity here is I'm talking absolute cobblers and more people are tuning in. So I actually thought people would probably tune out, bearing in mind that I'm talking absolute rubbish and it's the reverse people are tuning in. So congratulations, you're listening to Saturday Night Sega, the Gavin Talks Absolute Rubbish um, edition. I'm very pleased to announce that this is going to happen for pretty much the rest of today. So if you are expecting me to talk about anything interesting, that's not going to happen. Not today anyway, not unless something magic happens. Um, Obviously last week we played exclusive music from uh, Summer Sonic. 2016 Crush 40 set. Have I got any more music for you? No, I do not. Uh, <laughs> so that's not going to be happening. Um, so you know, if you wanted that, then I'm afraid I can't really help you there either. Ooh, hello. That's handy. Um, Yeah. Right, let's play some music, because I have just found uh, Junsonoi's The Works 2, so I should probably get hold of that. See if I can get hold of that. Um, Twinny has made some requests, but I think rather than peaking too early, we'll hold off on those for the moment. Because otherwise, if I play them all now, then we've still got to fill time. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to go back to my normal tracks. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, actually. We'll play just some some random tracks, and then I do have something that I do want to talk to you about, and you'll you'll find it quite interesting because, um, well, it's um, Hatsune Miku related, and I put it on Twitter, and would you believe it? Nobody noticed it at the time. Um, so how about how about we have? One of the greatest tracks ever known to mankind. This was a Radio Sega classic back in the day. I use the term classic loosely, but it was a classic back in the day. And then since then, I think all of our old listeners have buggered off and, you know, discovered real life or something. Because it doesn't get requested anywhere near as much as it used to. And in all truth, um, it's 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 a beautiful track. Excellently performed. And it does it deserves to be right up there with the pantheon of sega tracks so you know you've got your um my dear friend rally you've got your save this world um everything else you know that you can think of oh dreams of an absolution etc etc and then there's this where do ho ho and the jump Fire two is very low, I'm a firing and I'm dumb Well I might be hiding in a barrel in the dark Or I'll walk you down a plank and I'll feed you to the sharks I could cut you down to size if I catch you by surprise I could get you with my sword or from my barrel throwing knives Well you got a rubber butt and a head full of lead But if you draw for me a mermaid I'll be watching her instead You can try to write me off but you'll be busy enough With the cannonballs are dropping and the ferret eggs are popping You can jump over the fire and the ropes can take you higher But the only way to win is to complete what you'll be getting so Yo, ho, ho, 
And if I got anything to do with it You'll never get to level 2 with it Cause I rule with it You're a fool with it And I'm cool with it So give it up y'all Just give it up It's a dangerous mission A precarious position In the front and back On the constant attack From buccaneers, privateers Profiteer without fear The air is thick with debris And mutiny is here Yo ho chaos in a hole On a sinking ship One slip and you dip Shark bait you can't wait Come on wild woody Do your thing Could he win the game There's only one way
Sega with Gavi only on Radio Sega.
some of the best soundtracks in a video game known to mankind. So, uh, Streets of Rage and Streets of Rage 2. Uh, Streets of Rage 3 isn't quite so bad, but it's not as memorable as the first two. Moon Beach from the original Streets, no ba uh, Streets of Rage or Bare Knuckle Ikari, no Tekken. No, definitely not Tekken. Quite a few years before Tekken came out was uh, Streets of Rage. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, let's say, Moon Beach. Brilliant track. Before that, we had, i completely forgotten, where's my history? There we go. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 3, the PSP, ver uh, PSP game that only came out in Japan. Um, and Gallant Battle, a uh, guitar version. And then before that, Yoho by uh, from Wild Woody. Um, composed and performed in its entirety, including vocals, uh, by Ron Bumblefoot Tai, who uh, you'd probably know the name of if you were a fan of Guns N' Roses around about the time Chinese Democracy came out. And let's be honest, who wasn't? Because Chinese Democracy is um, an excellent album. He lied. Actually, it's, it's not a terrible album. It's it's certainly a lot better than any has any right to be, considering it took Axl Rose 14 years to release the bloody thing. And let's face it, you know, anything that takes longer than five years to come out should be cancelled. Um, which means that I don't have much faith in The Last Guardian being pretty decent when that comes out. Uh, <laughs> 2006 game design in a 2016 game. Um, but, you know, at least Chinese Democracy wasn't Duke Nukem Forever, right? Um, <clears throat> asking people on Twitter who has never played a Streets of Rage game. Um, Sockety Socks didn't sound too sure. He was like, me? Question mark? I don't know. I have no idea. And uh, Lizzie Silvers also says that she hasn't either. Um, Sockety Socks is very unsure. Rexy says it's hard to like a Guns N' Roses release that doesn't have Slash in it. To be honest with you, actually, if you think about it, um, Slash doesn't do an awful lot. He's known for his solos, but when he's actually sort of just playing normal guitar, he's kind of forgettable. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a great guitarist. I, I like his, I like his, his musicianship. It's very good. But, you know, outside of, like, the memorable solos, which by this point anyone can play because they were all memorable, like, back in the late 80s, early 90s, is, is, there's not really an awful lot now that sets Slash apart from any other guitarist on the, um, on the planet, really. And he's getting old. Um, <laughs> Slash, if you're listening to this podcast, I very much doubt it, but, you know, yeah, I, I really like your work on November Rain. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> Which is honest. Um, November Rain was was the um, was the best. Uh, Twenty says, "Does 3D Streets of Rage count?" Yeah, any Streets of Rage. I'm fairly sure the question was any Streets of Rage. Uh, I can't remember what I said now. <sighs> what did I say? I can't remember. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, I just said a Streets of Rage game. So Streets of Rage Remake would probably count as well, actually. Right, okay, so before the music break, I said that I had something to reveal with regards to Hatsune Miku. I'm a fan! No, that's a lie. Total lie. Um, so, this past Wednesday, I was eventually going up to Grantham because it was um, second anniversary of things. And I needed something to take my mind off uh, the train ride, and obviously, like the reasons as to why I'd be going up there. So 
Uh, I couldn't play Kirby because Kirby I can sign kind of settle into a rhythm. To be honest, Kirby's a really easy game to play, and I didn't fancy playing like a Fire Emblem or something that would cause me to think too much. So I thought Hatsune Miku, Project Mirai DX, in the sense that um, it's something that you have to pay attention to. You can't just sort of fall into a zone and start playing a rhythm game because all of a sudden you're like, ah, missing buttons, and yeah, not good. Um, so, I'm playing Project Mirai DX, and there's a track that comes up, and for the life of me, it starts sounding like a Sonic song. Like, seriously. It's it's not Sonic But for the life of me, it sounds like one. And I have no idea. In fact, actually, looking on here, it doesn't even look like we've got it. Uh, right, okay, so I'm going to have to go looking through the Hatsune Miku um, tracks to see if I can find it. If it's not in Project Mirai DX, that means that it's on a different album, surely. Oi, oi. This is going to be fun trying to find this. Um, either that or we actually don't have the full soundtrack, which could be interesting. Because that would mean that what I want to do... I can't do because I'm not going to be able to play it for you. Ah! Oh god, no, 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 definitely not that. Um, 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 hmm. So, yeah, anyway, there's a Hatsune Miku track that sounds like the beginning of a track from, um, well, I thought it was from Sonic Unleashed. But the more I think about it, it could also be, um, uh, from Billy Hatcher. You know, that game that came out on the um, GameCube that everyone forgets. And I'd love to play it for you and see what you think, but it doesn't look like we got it. I'm struggling to find it anyway. I've just looked through Project Diva Arcade, can't see it in there. No, that's not it. I'll be able to find it really easy if tracks are actually... Oh, hang on. No, here we go. It was on Project Diva Second Non-Stop. It's also quite short. I thought the track was a lot longer than that. Um, okay, so what I'm going to do then is if we play the three tracks that I think, or the two tracks that I think sound very similar to it, um, I'll play the Miku track first so that you get that in your head, and then we'll play the two tracks afterwards, um, and and we'll we'll see what you think because, um, well, yeah, I. Also, can't remember what this track's called. No, that's one of them. Where have you gone? You're hiding from me, and this isn't fun. There we go. Right, that's one. And I actually don't know the name of the Billy Hatcher track. I'm gonna have to look it up. Okay, so this is um this is Gav playing Hatsune Miku on um, Radio Sega, purely because I thought this track sounded a lot like a um, Sonic track, but now that I think about it, it could also sound a little bit like Hatsu, uh, like a little bit like Billy Hatcher. Um, so it's, it's, it's mainly, it's not the full song, obviously I, I, I feel like I need to kind of point that out. Definitely not the full song, it's, um, it's, a, it's a particular bit 
that when you hear it, you're going to start thinking it's it's a proper earworm because as soon as you get it in there, you start thinking, well, hang on, it could be this, it could be that. So let's play a game of what does it sound like. So I'm going to play you the two songs that I think it sounds like. If anyone else has any other idea what this what they think this song sounds like, then feel free to drop us a line on Discord. Um, which is uh, radiose.ga forward slash discord you get logged into our discord channel it's amazing I couldn't actually tell you how to get in there other than that link um, in fact I could you could go to discordapp.com forward slash channels forward slash and there's a very long string of numbers um, if I try to read that out you need a pen and paper it's a stupidly long string of numbers and or you can tweet us at Radio Sega um, you know twitter.com forward slash Radio Sega say hi whatever I'm not fussed. Right. It's only three minutes, so I'm sure you'll manage. Um, you watch. This song is going to be absolutely nothing like the one that I was playing on Mariah. And then I'll be like, well, this has all been for nothing, hasn't it?
Hi. Um. So yeah, it turns out that uh, Clover Club from Hatsumiku Project Diva Second or Project Mirai DX, depending on what game you've heard it from, uh, actually sounds nothing like Rooftop Run from Sonic Unleashed. Um. But it probably would sound a little bit like Rooftop Run from um, Sonic Generations. I'm really not that bothered because. Now that I thought about it, it sounds a lot more like Billy Hatcher. Um, so there you go, Clover Club, chant this chum. Very similar. Um, so yeah, I've actually got some requests now. We've obviously we've got the um, the twenty ones, which I'll have to find somewhere in the Discord. Where are you, Discord? Where are you, Discord? Where have you gone? There we go. Heat. Reet, reet, reet. So let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, so yeah, obviously, you know, I've just told you what three tracks I've just played. Not necessarily in the same order that I said them, but you know. We have a few more people tuning in now. Um, Little Miss Esper K has popped up. Ah, yeah. She wants some musics. Um, she's got not got a um, unfortunately mistranslated Yakuza track for us this week. She's got one that's sort of translated and, and makes a wee bit of sense, which is a shame. It's a shame. But there you go. Um, and. Oh, we'll play a Bayonetta track. You can tell by the yawning that I have not gone to get a drink yet. I will sort it. I just need time. I probably could have gone to get one um, during the Hatsune Miku track, but it was only two and two. It was only less than three minutes, and I needed to know if I was right or not. Um. Right. I don't know. I was going to say something, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There was like 12 new tweets on Twitter. Nothing interesting. Um, let's have a look. Let's read you out. Um... Sammy Sonic fan says, I listen to so many Hatsune Miku songs all time, so my answer is most is both or mostly Sonic Unleashed. Oh, that's interesting. I thought it was more Billy Hatcher. Uh, Sonic the Hammond says, never realised it before. That makes me like the song even more, to be honest. And that's pretty much it. Emerging Corpse, who is now in Discord as Omega Mario, because that makes loads of sense. Surprisingly, not really, um, I've played, played all three Streets of Rage games and have the games on my PC. Well, two or three for sure. It's, it's actually not that surprising that you've played all three Streets of Rage. It's more surprising that, that people have not played them at all. Uh, so there you go. Um, Rexy and KC in the staff server, which you don't see, are having a nice interesting discussion about a remix that they found. Remix, inverted commas. About an escape, about escape from the city, which apparently is Escape from the City, but with different vocals. I could do that. In fact, listen out for my brand new album next week called um, the, the Works because, you know, if I'm going to rip off an album, I suppose I should rip it off wholesale. And I'm going to sing the songs of Crush 40 and Takanobu Mitsuyoshi in um, the, the, the only a style that is only what I can do. 
which is crap, basically. Um, SPK says, I've been here, sad face, I don't know why. I, I don't know. Um, blah, 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 blah. So, we got some music. I got a request from Twinny and a request from Esper and a request from Twinny, and that's pretty much. Um, GitLab has um, just sent a promoted tweet through saying, See the official unveiling of our master plan. So, GitLab on Twitter are clearly Dr. Eggman. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. They're dangerous. I, I feel like tweeting them back saying, Master plan. Uh, yeah, make sure there's no blue hedgehogs that. Would stop you! So that's now twice I've talked about this this Miku track sounding like something else, and Tracker still hasn't noticed. Considering he's like a Miku fan, you'd have thought he'd have had like Miku as a saved word and his notification would come up. Someone's talking about Miku! And he's like, oh my god! It's a miracle. <sighs> you'd think. Anyway, here's some hardcore rap. He says, so you watch as this now is not hardcore rap and is actually a soft ballad, a soft love style ballad from uh, Anarchy Reigns. It's called Find You, so you know, it could be in the style of Wet 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 or Westlife or Boyzone or Backstreet Boys, because I just realised that the three bands I'd mentioned probably have no American bearing. Or, you know, it could be like Tupac. Really, you're a opponent. The things that you can steal, they 
only way to find the truth is to find you.
Sorry guys and girls, I was looking at my um, clout score. No idea why, I just, just thought I'd have a look at it. Um, apparently I'm an expert in DJing. According to them. So, that's something. I just thought I'd have a look at it after the um, Amiibo video. The Amiibo case video, but I can't remember when I uploaded that, so... I think it's longer than 90 days. No idea. That was Afterburner, the Bloody Fate version from Bayonetta Bloody Fate, the anime that came out a couple of years ago that I haven't watched yet. I will sit down and watch it. I should sit down and watch it. I've got a lot of anime to watch. Not a lot of time. Uh, before that, we had Yakuza Ishin and um, Ashura Komachi, the full spec edition, which apparently according to Esper, um, uh, renames to The Asura's Foolish Beloved. I don't know. Um, which isn't that unsensible. And prior to that, Find You by Anarchy Reigns, which clearly was not um, hardcore rap or anything, really. It was, it was kind of okay, wasn't it? Da, 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 da. There's a, a remix that Rexy's requested. Obviously, we'll play that shortly. Rexy requested the week and all that. Um, weird. I. I don't know what to talk about. I literally have nothing. Literally, literally nothing. Um, we're still trying to figure out whether this uh, guy about the Escape from the City remix um, is talking absolute cobblers or not. Um, Omega Mario, or Emerging Corpse, whichever one you want to call him, has pointed out that Bayonetta is now uh, playable on Xbox One versus uh, via backwards compatibility. He reckons you should buy it quickly before someone like CEX or Game bump the prices up, but they're not going to do that because they don't um, bump the prices up that way. Game definitely don't. Uh, game bump prices up based on stock availability. So if they have like tons of copies of the games in their server, um, in their warehouses and um, on their systems, then they're not going to increase the price just because you can now play it on Xbox One. Um, it will still quite. It will still say quite cheap. I know this because I used to work for them about 10, 12 years ago, <laughs> a long time ago, and that's exactly how it works. I think CEX do something very similar. Uh, the more copies of a game they have, uh, the price starts to go down. Is if it is a rare game, then um, it will start to go up in price. Uh, apparently, CEX did increase the price with Red Dead Redemption, though. Well, that's Red Dead Redemption, isn't it? And also, rumor has it that Rockstar are making a um. um remastered version of that anyway because of course everything needs to be remastered everything yay okay are you guys ready I'm gonna play you a Radio Sega exclusive this is an exclusive right now are you ready I'm gonna play you what a Sega song what Radio Sega will sound like through headphones on the iPhone 7 are you ready here we go That's right. 
It has no headphones! <laughs> and for the benefit of this joke, I completely took my talk bed music out. That's me, isn't it? That's just me being a bit rubbish. Um, so yeah, no, I, I don't know. I suppose we could talk a little bit about the iPhone 7, couldn't we? And how it's a bad idea. It looks a nice phone, I'll give them that. It looks a very pretty phone. It looks like every iPhone ever made, ever. Um, just now, they've decided that no one wants to listen to music anymore. Unless you want to pay 160 quid for some headphones, which is... Absolutely insane! <sighs> I don't know. Here you go. Here's a here's a um, here's a Streets of Rage remix that Rexy's requested. It's five past eleven. It's Rexy request of the week time. I don't still don't have a jingle for this. I don't I don't know why. Rexy requests, Rexy requests, Rexy requests songs she has played usually on Saturday night. Only when she doesn't do Saturdays. It was working really well till I got here. Now it's falling on its ass. I don't know where to go from here because there aren't words that rhyme with us. Rexy's request, Rexy's request, Rexy's request of the week. <laughs>
the here remain. I'll take nothing in vain. It's you who made me see. The world has made me see. There is more than I can be. There is something more in me. There is something that I must be. A hope in my hand that is all I take with me. In the grain every day and it's hard to see So I gonna leave and tell this on the shop From how this was before And what I dreamed all along Will never come So maybe there's something new It's gonna be the end of the window A hole in the sky and an only goodbye And no we can't let the end Infinity Ready for With a wife or a way I didn't see But I know only through the laws they have been given The hope and them carries me Every dream is gone Just as a zoom Fading away and I'm told It's gonna be the nothing can be gone, no The moon in the sky and wonders our life We count on them taken away The dreaming again Through the side of life Defining us Everyone, everything Behold the star of the universe See the shine of fall And rise it again Never always ever easy Except the more hard The more you know it's true Well, it's not over yet. There is more. The more. 
Someone's ruthless. Anarchy Reigns, ruthless. Uh, before that, Ignite Infinity featuring Takanobu Mitsuyoshi, requested by Esper K because she wanted either the Ignite Infinity or the um, Takanobu version. If I could actually get two decks to play at once, I'd probably have played both side by side. And you'd be like, now you get both. Um, and then before that, Going Zigzags, a uh, remix of Streets of Rage 2 by Rob KTA. I always want to know what the KTA is. Kill the author. Kill the action. Kick the acne. I don't know. T is definitely a the. Let's 
La da 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 I don't know where this came from in my head. Right, so we're talking about Project 2017 in the uh, Discord. I was going to say IRC. We don't use IRC anymore because there's only like two people who use it. Um, so if you're talking about Saturday Night Sega in there, I'm so sorry, but I can't see. Hey ho, Ned Land. Um, and we're talking about Project 17, and I, I think it's either going to be called Sonic uh, Generations 2, um, and it's not necessarily going to be a sequel, but I think they'll put a number on it, because not all numbers have to be sequels, you don't have to follow on. I mean, look at Final Fantasy. You know, they've made 15 of those buggers, and not a single one of them follow on. Well, apart from 10-2 and 13-2, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it'd be they've put Classic and Modern in the same trailer, reveal trailer, so that they can go, and now Boom's here as well, and everyone be like, oh my god. I'd be like, wait, but hang on, Sonic Team. You know, maybe. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I've kinda ran out of things to talk about. Actually, ain't got foggiest, ain't got clue. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Esper's requested a six-minute long track, so that's helpful. Um, if I have a talk bed that's got like stupid, nope, oh, that's got stupidly long tracks in it, why not? Because if you're gonna do. If you're gonna do, if we're gonna waste some time, let's put some really long tracks in. Um, um, um. Oh, but I don't know what the other one should be. I would play Mushroom Hill from Sonic Jam on the Game.com again, but to be fair, I think twice is enough. Twice in two weeks. I don't think you need. Any more than that? Um, shall we play uh, a track from the Sonic Adventure music experience? Hmm. Now then, do we want? Oh, I didn't press loop on the thing. We don't want Mr. Smiley. Shall we have the Sonic Adventure music experience version of Pyramid Cave? Of course we should, because Pyramid Cave is amazing. Um. So yeah, I I don't know. This show's been kind of weird, kind of weird. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play tracks that this is gonna last about 20 minutes, which is good. Um, and then after that, uh, I don't know. Well, uh, hopefully by then we'll find something to talk about, and and yeah, maybe 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 we'll talk about what's happening next week. Is there anything notable happening next week? It's the 17th of September, so. No, not really. We're one week away from another request roulette, though. That's that. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I do hope you're enjoying it. I tell you what. Let's let's have a little bit of a random conversation thing. So you know, whoever finds whoever you know, give me some conversation topics either on Discord. Or on the uh, Twitters, 
and whichever one we find the most interesting and I actually know about we'll we'll talk so that will be a game that we'll call uh, this sing along if you know the words Ah, oh, I didn't stop it in time. Right, okay, never mind. Here's some music. We've got some Sonic, and then we've got some tracks that will um, age you by about six years. Each track. So you'll be 12 years older by the time this music break's finished. So, um, make it last.
I really struggled to get on with um, Fancy Star Zero. I'll be honest with you. I don't know why. It's just it kind of felt like um, Fancy Star wasn't really suited to a DS. I'm not sure. That was Idola, the Devil's Shadow. I hope it was Shadow because I was just reading it. Uh, yeah, Devil's Shadow from Fancy Star Zero, requested by Esper K. Shockingly. Um, and then before that, Stand Tall, Virtual Fight in Neo Rising, and Keys of the Ruin for Pyramid Cave from Sonic Adventure 2, although that was the Sonic Adventure Music Experience version, you know that concert that happened back in July? June, July, somewhere around there. Um, in Discord, we were ta- uh, we mentioned talking about the PlayStation meeting. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, there's, there's not really. Um, not really a lot to talk about, is there? Really, there was a PlayStation 4 Slim, which is now the new PS4, so it's not even called the PS4 Slim, um, and that was leaked weeks ago, so nothing surprising there. Uh, and then the PS4 Pro. It's just it's irrelevant. It's an irrelevant console because it's only for like high end people. Um and Sony and Microsoft for that matter are, are both in very real danger of fracturing the market and giving people products that they don't want, um or they don't they don't need. You know, we don't need to push through four K gaming um three years into this generation because not everyone owns a four K T V and I don't think you're going to get an awful lot of um, difference. I mean, HDR, yeah, fine. You know, HDR is fine to separate the colours and make things look b- more brighter and more dynamic. But 4K over HD is not. I don't think there's going to be any tangible benefit. Um, not until the technology is a bit cheaper. It's just like this is the whole thing with the VR headsets as well. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't agree with them in the sense. Um, that it's, it's a very exclusive form of gaming and if you're gonna pay like three or four hundred quid to sit and play games by yourself um, then don't bother I don't know it's, it's all kind of a bit weird um, we also on twenty also mentioned talking about Nintendo ruining fun but Nintendo are a company that very aggressively handle their IP and you know yeah it's it's not great you know they don't like people playing fan games they don't like fan games being released of their IP but at the end of the day they are entitled to do what they're doing so you know you can't really complain if you're sat there like in the sense of the Metroid 2 remake um, if you're sat there and you've made a full remake of a game that Nintendo released on the Game Boy some like 20, 25 years ago, or however long ago it was, you, you've got to understand that although they probably haven't done anything with that recently, except for maybe release it on the um, on on Virtual Console or something, um, it's the sense that Nintendo still own the rights to that. So if you go and make like a remake of Metroid 2 then 
they kind of own that. Because you haven't done anything to make it different. You've just sort of up the graphics, made it a bit more relevant for like today's market. And it, it, it doesn't really sort of matter whether or not you're releasing the product for free. You're, you're still kind of breaking copyright law. Um, it's the same with, with Pokemon Uranium as well. You know, you're using the bloody Pokemon logo for a start. So that's going to get you in trouble. You put the original Pokemon in it with their original names. There's just so many bouts of um, copyright infringement in there. It, it's just... You can't. The only way that you could get away with it is if you claimed parody, but you're playing it so straight, it's just not possible. Um, the the difference here is obviously a lot of people are sort of sharing between Nintendo and Sega, and and, and the issue here is that um, Sega see their fans as fans, whereas Nintendo see their fans as customers. And if you're downloading something for free, which they could sell you, then they're going to stop you doing it. And um, there's I don't I don't really think there's a lot else I can say about that. It's it's kind of ob it's kind of obvious, really, isn't it? I mean, Omega uh, Mario says Nintendo are also selling Metroid 2 on the 3DS eShop. So, so there you go. You know, it, it, it's it's something that Nintendo have an active interest in. Now, if Metroid 2, for whatever reason, had become abandonware, then yeah, of course you you've got the argument in the sense that they they wouldn't be allowed to, to they wouldn't be allowed to turn around and say, oh, you can't do this because you know the the rights would have finished. But by releasing it on the 3DS eShop, then they basically sort of you know, renewed it all, and and let's not forget, Nintendo owned the rights. They've just brought out a Metroid game, and I think Nintendo fans, well, any fans of any franchise, you know, Nintendo, Sega with Sonic, or Shenmue, or, or anything like that, um, they're very entitled, and you have to have a game that's that's what you want. So when Nintendo said we're bringing out Metroid Prime Federation Force, everyone hated it because it hasn't got Samus Saran in it, and it's like a third-person shoot multiplayer shooter type game. Well, is that's innovation? That's Nintendo taking a brand and trying something new. They did the same thing with Legend of Zelda Tri- Triforce Heroes. That's that's trying something new, and if you don't like and appreciate the fact that Nintendo are trying something new with their franchises, then they are going to just stop trying. Because, let's face it, if you want a Metroid Prime, like a a, a Samus Aran first-person shooter, they're not going to give you it on the 3DS. And they're not going to do that because Metroid Prime Hunters on the DS was terrible. It was seriously bad. You know, they they brought out this reveal trailer that made it look like it was going to be as good as the GameCube versions, and it came out, and it was terrible. And if you actually remember, this isn't the first time that they put the Metroid game on a name on a spin-off because the sequel to Metroid Prime Hunters was Metroid Prime Pinball. Now, was a pinball game better than Federation Force because the pinball game let you play as um, Samus Aran still? I don't know. You know, is that what you're what you're presuming? So. Nintendo aren't going to release a Metroid game on the Wii U. That's kind of obvious. 
because the Wii U is a dead console. If they are going to do something, it'd be for NX. And and really, at this point, why would they? Because you know they. I would say with Federation Force, they've dipped their toes back in the water to see how a Metroid game would sell, and it sold very poorly. It didn't even make the top ten in Japan. It got outsold by Mario Kart Seven, which has been out what four, five years. So you've you've really sort of got to sit and consider um, your stance on this and 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 how you're actually affecting the brand by trying to argue for what you want you're less likely to get it, especially with Nintendo. You know, I mean, in the Nintendo Direct last week, they announced um, Yoshi's Woolly World for 3DS, which looks amazing. Um, hopefully, people actually buy it, because the Wii U game is brutally hard in places, but it's such an enjoyable little game, so I'd, I'd like to see it get a wider audience now it's on the 3DS. I think... Um, Super Mario Maker on 3DS is a perfect fit, but the weird decision to strip all the social aspect out is kind of odd. Um, you know, here's a game where you can make your own Mario levels, but you're only allowed to share them with friends. You can't put them on the internet, and you can't download any. So, why would you do it? Um, whatever. You know, that that's not going to sell well. Um... And then there's the 2D Pikmin, which everyone hated, because it's like, Oh, Mobile Pikmin! Oh, it's like a 2D platformer. This isn't the Pikmin I wanted. Uh, they're trying something different. And, you know, the, the problem is, is that with, with Sega, we sit there and we say, Oh, make a 2D Sonic, make a 2D Sonic. And then they did Sonic 4, and you're like, No, this is rubbish, this isn't the 2D Sonic that we wanted. And then you did Sonic 4 Episode 2, and they were like, Yeah, but this is Sonic 4 again. No. I think everyone loves Sonic Mania, because we now live in a world where... Um... Sega can have two different types of Sonic, and then Sonic Boo came along. So you now have three different types of Sonic that appeal to different audiences. There are people who like Sonic Boom. You know, not not the games. The games are terrible. Although Fire and, I Fire and Ice does look pretty good. But th there are people that like the games, that like uh, that like the cartoons. That The comics are brilliant. The comic, Well, the comics were brilliant. I don't know why Archie cancelled them. But, you know, and, and there's people that like Boom. There's Classic Sonic is now the 2D Sonic. And modern Sonic is now the 3D Sonic. And the two can sometimes cross over and be interchangeable. Um, so Sega have sort of got around that by giving you different characters for different scenarios. So depending on what game you want. Sonic Mania is going to sell really well to the people who want 2D Sonic. But it's going to sell really poorly to the guys who've probably grown up since the Sonic Adventure era. And maybe haven't gone back to play the Mega Drive games. They, they do exist. There are going to be people who don't know that there's other Sonic games past, like, before Sonic Adventure. You've got people, you've got kids now who are probably growing up and they're going to play Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, um, or Infinite Warfare, sorry, um, this, this Christmas, and they're not even going to be aware that Call of Duty started off as a World War II shooter. It's, it's just one of those things. And with Nintendo, they've got to 
you, you know, as fans, you've got to appreciate that they have to appeal to new audiences now. They can't just sit there and you can't just sit there and go, I want a Metroid game like the old ones. I, can't, I, I want it like Metroid Prime. I want a first person shooter. Nintendo are a family friendly company. Do you really think that they're going to make a shooter like Metroid Prime anymore? You know? It's all all a bit weird. So, yeah, and they're not fun. You know, I mean, they, they're also very capable of making bad decisions. I mean, when their stock prices started jumping up after the release of Pokemon Go, what they should have done is kept their mouths shut and reaped the benefits. But no. What they did instead was turn around and say, we actually didn't develop this, and then their stock prices started plummeting again. Um... But it's it's just sort of. I mean, Rexy's Rexy's saying um, a talk like this is making me think it's even worth going for Skylanders and Imaginators just due to this. I wanted to stay away after how Spyro got show, slowly given the shaft. Now the the, the the difference here is Skylanders wasn't a Spyro game. I know it started off as saying Spyro's adventure, but I think Activision used Spyro to sell it. I don't. I don't think Skylanders was ever a Spyro game, um, which is kind of interesting. But hey, you never know. I mean, they, you know, Activision are obviously working with Sony to make um, Crash Bandicoot remakes. Maybe if they're popular, maybe they'll sit there and go, "Yeah, we've got we've got Spyro as well. We'll, we'll remake the Spyros." Who knows? Who? knows and this is probably the most meaningful conversation we've had on a um, Saturday Night Sega for years now I'm going to go now there's five minutes to go one more song to play Um. And we mentioned it earlier. I haven't played it in ages. We'll we'll play Save This World, the orchestra version. I I don't think I've heard it for a good few weeks, months even. Um. Hopefully next week we've got more to talk about. I do apologise, firstly, for the fact that this this week's show has been a bit hit and miss. Um. There's no actual reason for it. I couldn't. Could, oh, hello. Don't play that again. Um, I couldn't tell you why. It's just, I think this this week there's just really not been anything to talk about. This has been a show that we've done because we needed to do a show. Ah, no. Um, so... Yeah, next week, as I say, it's the 17th of September. There's there's nothing special going on on that date that I'm aware of. Um, so we'll we'll be back for another week of Saturday Night Sega fun and games. Hey, you never know. By, maybe by then I'll have read this retro gamer magazine that I've got, and I can tell you a little bit more about what they said about Streets of Rage. And they've also got a bit in the math system as well, which is quite interesting. So, ladies and gents, I leave you with... And I'm not even joking here. At the start of the show, I said I'd left you with a Radio Sega classic. And Yo-Ho is a classic for completely the wrong reasons. This is a tune. It's a tune of the most epic proportions to the fact that I told my wedding DJ he had to play it. And he did. 
Granted, it was the song we played when the dance floor was closing, um, and uh, me and Mina had a nice long dance to it for all seven minutes of its duration, and it's the greatest moment of my life, being able to drop a video game track into a wedding and not a single person batting an eyelid, because it is just a stunningly beautiful piece of music. Um... So, yeah, no, I, I love it. Um, maybe we should do what Resident SD did one day and have an orchestral week. Maybe we'll do that next week if we get bored. Nothing but orchestra music. That'd be fun. Hmm. That might be fun. Well, I'll, have, I'll give that some thought. I'll catch you all next week. You've been listening to Saturday Night Sega with Gavi um, on Radio Sega. Apparently now I don't play jingles anymore. Um... I'll try and change that. I think it kind of stopped over the summer, wasn't it, with all the history of Sonic and the Summer of Sonic episodes and God knows what else. But, yeah, your um, 24-7 stream is coming back momentarily. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what goes on anymore. I, I keep trying to catch up, but, you know, life's catching me super quick. Um, as I say, this is one of the single greatest pieces of music that I have ever heard in my life. And I've adored it since the first time I've heard I heard it, and it is probably going to forever remain one of my favourite pieces of music. Period, video game or otherwise. This is just beautiful. Um, if you've never heard it before, turn your speakers up, turn your headphones up, just close your eyes, and immerse. And you'll be grateful that you did. If you've been a fan of this show over the past 251 weeks, then you'll have heard it more than once. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you is the final song for this week's Saturday Night Sega from Fantasy Star Universe, Save This World, the orchestra version.
Oh yeah, apparently it's the Dreamcast birthday yesterday as well. Well, Friday, because now it's Sunday, because it's after midnight. So, yeah, 17 years. Bloody hell, where's the time gone? Tell you what, we'll knock that on the head. We'll talk about it next week. Cheers! Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.